I want to shout out my passionate, equity-focused teachers who are striving to create welcoming and culturally inclusive classrooms every day. Each week on this podcast, I share tips and strategies to inspire you to keep transforming education. But what if we could have a conversation? What if you could ask me the questions and show me the lessons? What if we could chat during your planning period or real quick before school started or even at your next teacher workday? Guess what? We can. Enrollment for the equity-focused teacher cohort and community is open now. This is a space where you can get unlimited coaching support from me, bonus resources for your classroom, and have access to a small community for camaraderie and additional support. Join us today. Go to customteachingsolutions.com forward slash teacher cohort. So you know how on TikTok or Instagram reels, a person will post a video and it'll say, POV point of view, and then they'll like go into their spiel or they'll do their dance or whatever. Well, that's how I'm going to start this episode, okay? But first, for educators on a mission to create welcoming and culturally inclusive learning spaces by prioritizing equity, the Culture Centered Classroom Podcast is for you. I'm Jocelyn Hubbard, host of this podcast, but also your partner and coach on this journey. I created this podcast to support you each week by sharing information and inspiration for implementation. All right, let's jump into this episode so we can get closer to accomplishing this mission that supports every student every day. POV point of view, teacher feedback to a parent or caregiver is, quote, your child is so well behaved, end quote. This gets under my skin every single time because what does that even mean? Like, I need some clarity on your definition of well-behaved in order for me to actually accept what it is that you're saying. Because my child is well-behaved is the most vague statement ever. Is a well-behaved child one who is compliant and does all the things you ask without question? Is a well-behaved child the one who sits quietly during the lesson and gets all the deposits so they can regurgitate the answers when you ask them a closed question? Is this the child that never pushes back and appears happy with all the activities that you present to them as joyful? Is this the child that appears thrilled by your treat box and your Viking bucks? Yeah, I'm I'm sure you can see where I'm going with this. And I will tell you that um, this is something that I deal with regularly. It's it's perpetuated and it was really brought to the top of my mind recently. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I have five biological children. So my seven-year-old son gets reward bucks all the time from the teachers at his school. And of course, I ask him, hey, bud, what'd you do to get those bucks? And he says, because I was good. And so of course, I respond with, all right, well, what does that mean? What did you do or say that the teacher deemed, quote, good? Sometimes he knows, and a lot of times, honestly, he doesn't know. When he does respond, he'll say things like, oh, I raised my hand, or I answered the questions right, I was quiet. Sometimes he does say things that are a little bit more, you know, deep. He says things like, I helped another student, or I helped a teacher. But his answers are never things like, I got this reward because I was thinking critically, or I was thinking outside of the box. His responses are never things like, I asked a great question, right? Not just gave a great answer. His responses are never things like, I showed respect to a classmate. And I know because we've talked about what respect looks like and sounds like and feels like to different people in our class. (laughs) 
Now, just as an aside, I just was thinking about this. Um, it is connected, but I recently read a book called Air by Monica Rowe with my son who's in sixth grade. And this book is a piece of fiction. The book is mostly about pursuing dreams despite pushback from others and navigating life through challenges. So the main character is a young girl named Emmy who uses a wheelchair to navigate from space to space. She has the dream of competing in athletic wheelchair events. And of course, there are a number of people that feel like, oh my gosh, she shouldn't be doing that, right? Or this is too dangerous. One of the things that my son and I talked about a lot were the assumptions that people made about what Emmy needs and what kind of help they should give her. She was really frustrated a lot of times when she was in school because people would just grab her wheelchair and start pushing her along without actually asking her if that's what she needed, or they would open up a door, or things that may just seem like natural ways to help or to be kind, they would do, and she got really frustrated with that because she's like, you're not actually helping me and you're not being respectful of me as a person. That book came to my mind when I was just thinking about respect and what that looks like and feels like for different students. Because we all the time like to use that phrase, throw kindness around like confetti, but it's like, um, you don't actually know what my definition of kind is or respect. And so how can you possibly throw it around to me and I receive it fully if you don't actually know what that definition is? And I'm not saying, okay, holding up, open a door or things like that, we should stop doing, but I just think that we should ask the person, hey, would you like me to get the door for you? Or hey, do you mind if I help you with your wheelchair? Is that something that would be helpful, right? So I highly recommend this book. It's definitely filled with action and there are a ton of things for students to learn that are connected to social emotional learning as well as physical uniquenesses. So my son and I both loved it. And like I said, we, we highly recommend it, but this is connected to the idea of respect and kindness and helping, which is something that again, is never a part of the response that my son gives when he tells me that he's got these bucks, these reward bucks for being good. In addition to this and following that same line of thinking, my son never responds, I was rewarded because I challenged what was put in front of me and encouraged my classmates to think deeper. His responses are never, I questioned why we are reading this or doing this. And the teacher was like, yeah, like, let's talk through that, right? It was never, I discovered something new about myself in connection to the lesson. For example, I can ask for help even when I'm scared or maybe a little bit embarrassed that I don't know something. So listen, I know I've kind of done a little bit more ranting maybe than I normally do on a podcast episode, but like I said, this was really brought to the forefront of my mind and just uh, just kind of agitated some space in my mind because it really is one of the most vague statements and is not clear what that means to be well-behaved. So I, I would like to encourage you, I really want to encourage you, my educator friend, to consider what you mean when you use a statement like, this child is so well-behaved. I would like to encourage you to think about why this is your understanding or expectation of being well-behaved, right? Who said so? Who set the standard? And is this really the behavior that we want to be encouraging in our students? If your meaning of well-behaved is more robust, fantastic, awesome, I suggest providing a more specific response to a caregiver then. 
right? Maybe you do think more deeply about this and maybe your students are doing some of the things that I mentioned. Sharing a more robust response with the caregiver can open up a conversation and a dialogue about whether this child is engaging in the same type of behavior at home or how that that caregiver can encourage, continue to encourage that type of behavior. For, For myself personally, someone said that to me and I kind of gave this like tilted head questioning look and the person responded with like, Oh well, well that's typically what I see is just that 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 your child is being really well behaved. I haven't heard anything different. And and I was thinking in my mind that I'm not thinking that he's not well behaved at home or that he's not well behaved in other classes. That's that's not what I'm thinking at all. What I'm thinking is what does that actually mean? Like what 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 is his what are the actions or the words that you're seeing in class that indicate to you that he's being well behaved? Right? I, I wasn't thinking that I am in disagreement with it. I was thinking tell me more. But we didn't really have space. It was like a family fun night and and there wasn't room for all of that. So I just kind of kind of let it go for now and we'll talk about it at at conferences. <laughs> now, I haven't used these words yet during this episode, but here they come. This right here is an opportunity to develop cultural competency. This right here is an equity conversation. This right here is a chance to create liberatory learning spaces that encourage curious, critical questioning and discussion. This is the opportunity to create a space that invites students to think freely and expansively and deeply, a space that encourages students to take ownership and accountability for their learning because they are active participants in creating the best learning environment. Next season, I am going to do a whole series on caregiver teacher conferences from prep to considerations during the conference and then follow up. I've actually already started mapping this out and I'm gonna let you know that it is fire. So you're not gonna wanna miss that, but this that that's gonna be for season five. So we got a little ways to go. We've got a, a lot of really great guest interviews for this season that you're not gonna wanna miss with some amazing tips, strategies, and encouragement along the way. Now, if you do have some specific questions or tidbits of advice that you wanna share around caregiver teacher conferences, for me to include in the season five series, send me a DM on Instagram or a message on LinkedIn now so that I can add that to the kind of outline of what I'm going to be sharing. Please remember that you are amazing. You are the most essential tool in your teacher toolkit. So remember to seek joy, affirm culture, prioritize equity, celebrate diversity, and strive for liberation through learning every single day. You are the most essential tool in your teacher toolkit. Join me and a community of passionate, culturally responsive teachers in the equity-focused teacher cohort and community for answers to your questions, camaraderie, and the unwavering support you need as you sharpen your skills and elevate your practice. Go to customteachingsolutions.com forward slash teacher cohort today.